Welcome to the iSoftPole Main Course Podcast, where we get straight to the point, the meat and potatoes. Now let's dig in. Welcome to the iSoftPole Main Course Podcast, Season 1, Episode 9. Today we're joined by Bruce Pitt of Arise Business Finance Solutions, and today we're going to be talking about soft credit checks and how it relates to his business funding practice. Um, he's a consultant in the business loan industry, one-man shop. And he's been able to grow his business using soft credit checks. So let's dig in. So tell me about Arise, man. Uh, how'd you get into the game? Sure. So I started out uh, in, the, in the industry about a decade ago, working for other companies, primarily one large one, uh, Reliant Funding. Um, was there for about six years, jumped ship to go to a company that paid higher commissions and had more, more of a product offering. Um, and that company went out of business in 2020. And so I started to launch out on my own, decided to launch out on my own. Um, working for other companies, I realized really quickly that, you know, finance companies are there to make a profit. Sure. Right. And that's kind of the bottom line. So profit first, people second, even though that may not be what they portrayed all the time, you know? Sure. So when I started my business, it was the goal of providing real financing options, the best financing options to small businesses, um, really in any stage of growth. And so that's been my mission is to get the best products based on their qualifications and deliver those products, whether or not I make, you know, the highest profit or not as a company. And you and Arise is a broker in some sense, right? You're not the lender, I assume? Correct. Nope. Nope. Don't lend. So what I do is I facilitate, um, you know, funding options, financing options based on relationships I've cultivated with what's funding sources, lenders and so we call them non-traditional financing sources, which are like non-bank loans. Right. They're structured differently legally. Um, and then also with, with traditional bank loans. So these, relations, these relationships you've built in the past yeah. with different funding sources, that's where you place the deals? Or how do you correct. find the lenders that... Yeah, correct. So just, just industry knowledge, being in the space for so long, I know what lenders fund, what types of businesses. So like one lender might be you know, really flexible with construction companies where another lender may not want to touch construction companies. Sure. And then within those, you have different credit parameters, different qualifiers, right? And so um, just re- learning learning what lenders do what over time. And what kind of uh, your, your, your customers, yeah. do you do any kinds of loans or do you specialize in a specific type of loan or for a purpose? Um, primarily businesses that have difficulty obtaining funding from a traditional bank. Okay. Yeah, would be my 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 wheelhouse. And why would they? What, why couldn't they just go to the bank? Banks typically uh, are harder to get loans from than people think. So, a business may be very profitable, have a good business model, be really strong, but may not look that way on paper. And so, they may not be able to get specifically what they need from a bank. Right. And so, my my financing options. It's typically very light documentation, funds within a couple of days, no reflection on credit generally done all under the business name and oh, people really? that have been through the ringer with the bank like to hear yeah. that's available for them. Is there any specific purpose like working capital or? Yeah. So like working capital, I funded a loan this week for a company that um, is going through an, uh, an audit with Medi-Cal. So when that happens, they pause payment. So up to 90 days, even up to six months where they're waiting for these insurance payments to come through until the audit's complete and they need capital to operate until those payments come through. And do you do like equipment purchases or? Yeah, yeah, equipment financing, SBA loans, um, working capital loans, uh, cash advances, 
Um, R&D tax credits, uh, employee retention credit is a big one right now. So how does, so a lot of our customers come to us and they're either, you know, big enterprise businesses, but sometimes they're just small shops, right? Or one or two man bands, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And um, they want to start pulling credit themselves because in the past they've always sent their client to maybe some credit monitoring site and told their client to, have you, you laugh, tell us about that experience there. I've never done that, but I just think that that's, you know, I think that's, uh, uh, I think that's funny that people do that. Yeah. I find it funny. I would say too, because if I would, was going to go to get a loan from somebody and they're like, all right, bring me your credit report. Yeah. It's like, how serious can you take yeah, Correct. Yeah. This the person, other, right? Correct. Yeah. That's one aspect. The other aspect too is that, um, you know this because you're in the industry, like the credit reporting agencies, Credit Karma, they all have their own scoring models and it's not the FICO. So that could be off significantly. Like, oh, I checked my credit with Credit Karma and it says I'm, you know, 701 and really you're, you know, they're sitting in the low 600s. Sure. Right. Um, and that's because they have, they have their own scoring model. Most people don't know that, that I, that I speak with. Yeah. So having, you know, having the ability to pull, to have that insight, yeah. see where they're really at is, is very helpful. And then how does the credit report um, relate to getting a deal qualified? Oh, it's, it's everything. Yeah. yeah, it's everything. Yeah. So um, at first, when I first started out, I didn't have the ability to pull credit. Right. Um, was going in blind. So that's kind of a twofold. It's a, it's a double whammy because you're going in blind. You're doing the client a disservice because it takes your process much longer, right, to find a lender. Additionally, um, it makes me look incompetent to my funding sources, right? So they're like, hey, you know our credit parameters. You know why are you sending us these files? Sure. Um, so I, I, I did it like that for, for a while. Um, and then once I got linked up with, with, with you guys, um, having the insight to say, okay, well, you know, their balances are high or, hey, their credit score is here or, hey, they've got some charge-offs here really allows me to, number one, place the file in the right place. So it does the client a service, right, based on what they're qualified for, getting the best option based on what they're actually qualified for, which, which helps with my lending and like negotiating those relationships, yeah. And additionally, some clients, you know, they think that their credit score is one thing when it's really another. And then being able to share that with them in a helpful way, right? I don't break people over the coals. I don't make them feel bad about their situation. But like, hey, actually, this is where your credit is. This is what I can do now. This um, is the, the Bible, so to speak. This yeah, is, this like, is what hey, we're this dealing is with. It. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. So, so being able to pull that. the... I apologize. No, uh, good. So being able to pull the file yourself, let's talk about knowing which lender to send it to and sure. maybe how that is a service to your client too. So you're not shotgunning it, Correct. so to speak. Correct. So I do waterfall versus shotgun. Some companies do shotgun where they'll send the application out multiple places. Typically lenders in my industry don't um, hard pull credit. They'll do a soft inquiry um, because it'll trigger credit, credit data and cause other lenders to be able to purchase that data and call the client they're trying to win, right? So most lenders don't do that. They'll do a soft inquiry. But what happens is that data gets in the hands of all these different lenders and all of a sudden the client is getting calls, emails, right? Their info gets out there. So it's bad for them. Um, number two reason I don't shotgun is because I have to cultivate relationships with my lenders, right? They look at your applications, your closing percentages. They look at all of that. Um, and the better you do, right, the better treatment you get, right? They, you get favor. So for me, waterfalling, doing it like one at a time, like, hey, I know your file. This is, you know, where I think you're going to get 
qualified at, I'll send it there. And if for some off reason it doesn't get approved, I know where to go next. Um, but having access to that information prior to sending it out is key. And I totally forgot what I, what the question was. <laughs> no, that was money. That was exactly what the question right, was. Cool. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I was just rambling. No, you're good. All right, let's go on. So, a lot of the times, it, it, it creates a lot of professionalism for you to pull the credit yourself. Correct. With the client. But also, you touched on sending the right deal to the right lender. Yes. And I'd like to talk about that relationship and how fostering those relationships with you and your, your lenders benefits you and the client. Sure. Okay. Let me, let me get into that. So, so, you know, if I send over good files to a lender that are, you know, everything's in order, they fit their box, so to speak, they call it. Um, and I have a high closing percentage based on what I submit and it funds and I have my portfolio with those lenders, right? So they look at me, oh, it's a file from Bruce, he's gold, right? They, they treat it better. Um, they'll do favors. Like a lot of times, you know, we're not working with a bank. So I can call and I can talk to the VP of a company or a head underwriter and they can, they can make adjustments. They can go, you know, for case in point, had a client that really needed a one-year term on the funding amount they were qualified for to make their, their payments lower. They were at an eight-month term. So I called and I'm like, hey, we can do this. The client will sign off on this, you know, one-year term if you guys can make it happen. Had I not had that relationship, had I not had a strong portfolio with them, had I not sent them good paper and good files, that wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. You sure. Know? So that's good for me, but it's also good for the client by extension, right? right? Because I'm able to navigate and negotiate on their behalf into terms that work for them. So do you think having these relationships with the lenders is, is more valuable than just, uh, I know NAV or I know whatever company is like having no relationship versus having that personal relationship with the lender, building rapport, um, benefits you, you can get more deals, but the client too. Yeah. Benefits the client for sure. Because I'm able again to negotiate on their behalf based on the relationship that I have with that lender. They couldn't go to that lender themselves and do that for yeah. sure, right? No way. Yeah. But because I have that relationship, um, I'm able to. And also because like on renewals, so most clients renew with the same lender. So like I think 80% of our clients renew with the same lender. Renew meaning that. taking out another loan. Yeah. So when they're halfway through their repayment term, if they need additional capital, they can, they can take another loan. Their balance is rolled into that new loan. Yeah. And um, typically with better terms. So it's helpful with the client. And by sending a lender the right deals is important, mm -hmm. I, I assume, because maybe one credit file or one loan, uh, loan file might be somebody's wheelhouse, yeah. but it's the next guy's trash. Correct. Right? Yeah. So it's important to have that credit report or you to be able to pull that credit report on demand. That way you can know where to place it. Yeah. Because in the beginning, when I didn't have the ability to pull credit, I wasn't set up for it. I was just, you know... I would say, hey, what's your credit score? They would tell me, no way to verify that. I would sub it, decline, 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 decline. Bruce, you know our parameters, decline, yeah. right? Yeah. One company in particular, they're a big equipment financing company. Um, they were about to cut me off. They're about to end the relationship because I didn't have the ability to pull credit. I was going in blind, sending the files that didn't qualify. Yeah. Yeah. So having that ability to pull credit 
get the view I need and the insight I need prior to sending it was game changer. And you kind of, I don't mean to say the word trashed on, but people in the industry yeah. say, go to Identity IQ, go to my FICO. Yeah. And from a professional, for you, you know, eh, that, yeah, that's not going to work. No, you're doing, I mean, in my opinion, it's, you know, it's false. It, it's not, it's great. It gives you an idea of like what's on your, like what trade lines you have. Like I think they're accurate in that sense. They tell you open trade lines and balances. There might be a little bit of a delay there. Um, and, and what the balances actually are, but sending your client there to get their credit score to try to get a loan. This is different. It's silly, man. It's, yeah. This is different deal. Sense. You're doing them a huge disservice. False is there, expectations. Is there any types of loans that don't require credit? Yeah, I have some lenders that don't pull credit at all. What do they go off of? They go cash flow. So cash, flow. cash flow, yeah. Like a cash flow, time in business, industry. The trade off is a super short term, typically. And a higher, higher cost of capital. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what types of loans are those? Are those usually? So those are legally structured. They're called a cash advance. Okay. Yeah. So the loan typically is going to have a personal guarantee where a cash advance is a bill of sale based on future receivables. So what that means is if a business generates a hundred grand a month, the, the funding source, you can't, they, they can't call themselves the lender. Right. The funding source will provide them uh, an amount of capital with a repayment based on a percentage of their monthly revenue. So they'll say, okay, we'll give you a hundred grand. We're going to want, you know, $120,000 back. We expect you pay this off in, you know, six to eight months. We'll take a percentage of your monthly sales set up on a daily payment. That's on a, a cash daily advance, payment. Daily payment, cash advance. So they take that big payment and they split it up into smaller payments and it actually mirrors the cash flow. It's actually it's very non-traditional, but it's very it, it works because they look at average balances for the business every single day. They'll affect a certain amount. They'll say, okay, well, this payment affects approximately you know three percent of your average daily balance. So it works for the business because if their business declined by three percent, they wouldn't go out of business. They might not be as profitable. Not really going to hurt them. So it's an affordable payment based on their cash flow. Right. But yeah. Cash advance is typically super short term. And what types of loans do require personal credit? Um, some of the funding sources, so equipment financing, SBA, obviously, bank loans. Um, some of the funding sources I work with that have loans that are structured as loans, they yeah. require, yeah, personal credit. And do they require a certain bureau or? Um, I am presently pulling Equifax. Yeah. And I think I found that it's regional. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, Experian is like a West Coast thing. Sure. Right? Yeah. Equifax is more. In South? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it works. I mean, uh, Equifax works. It's right in the middle, I think. Yeah. Of the three. Mm -hmm. um, so, I know, to answer your question, I don't know who uses what. No. Yeah, but no. it is the FICO score. So, that's what the, that's what the banks really care about, too. And they're yeah. going to pull it themselves, too. Correct. Yep. Um. What's your wheelhouse on type, like loan size? So my average loan size, I think in, last year was uh, 35,000 average. This year, it's, it's been pretty high actually this year. I think it's closer to 50. Have these EIDL loans affected? Yeah. So, so I help businesses obtain money that I don't necessarily make anything on. Yeah. Right. So EIDL loan is one of them. Those funds just ran out last week. Yeah. Right. So, got that little email. 
Yeah, yeah. Everybody got the email. Yeah. <laughs> I've been exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, in the beginning when that first came out, I was calling my clients, making them aware they had no idea. You know. Yeah. So helping them obtain those that that money that's available to them was helpful to them, and then it you know as a byproduct, they they know that I'm looking out for them, and that's that's how I run my business, man. Like I'm sincere. I'm looking out for people. I understand that there are businesses out there that are in it only to make a dollar. I'm not that guy. Right. So the EIDL loans, um, yeah, it put the loan business like, right. Put a damper on it. I assume so. The government's given 30 year terms of 3%. That's, uh, yeah. So then what do you do as a business? Like, okay, you know, I, I do loans. What I do, I pivot. I find other government programs like the employee retention credit, which I can package, I can facilitate, I can get paid on well. And, the business owner benefits because it's money that they obtain for free that they don't have to repay. Yeah. And I'm not just a guy calling you to get a loan or cash advance. I'm that guy that can help you find financing. Sure. You know, if it's available at no car at no charge to them. And that's how you're getting your repeat business. That's why I get so many referrals. And that's why you're getting your Correct. referrals. So where do you see businesses, business loans going in the future? We see a lot of these online marketplaces. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Does that affect you or your practice? Or? I think I think to an extent, yeah. So, you know, history lesson. When I started in 2013, there were 400 lending companies. Oh, 300, I think, that do what I do, like non-traditional financing. 2018, there were over 4,000. And I think that the pandemic closing so many shops and guys like me jumping out on their own, there's probably more. Um. So I feel like, you know, as, as a space, yeah, it's getting more like there's big companies like on deck capital. They're huge. They advertise themselves as a technology company and they're a lender, but they advertise as a technology company and all these online spaces like square and, um, there, there, there's a market for that. Right. And they're definitely eating into market share for sure. And I see it more and more going that way, but I also think that there's outliers you know, business owners that maybe don't want to do it online. There's business owners that aren't going to fit into their box. There's business owners that aren't going to, um, they're, they're not going to, uh, yeah, they're just not going to fit into their, their, yeah. their lending profile. Well, they're right? also not going to go talk to the lender and say, Hey, can you make this a, a one year deal instead yeah. of an eight month deal? Yeah, correct. So right. That, that's out there. But then additionally, some of the funding sources I work with, they don't care. So you have a, a loan, a bank loan is going to be a first position loan, right? Right. Some lenders I work with, and there's some out there that are terrible. They'll do like seven, seventh position. So they'll stack these merchants to the gills. There's no way they can get out of it. It's yeah. A, it's a death spiral. Just keep subordinating. Yeah. But, you know, so if they have a, you know, a loan with on deck or square or whatever, there's companies that will do a second position or a third position. There's always a market for additional capital. Yeah. I don't see that going away anytime soon. So do you ever dive into, conventional loans like mortgages or anything like that because a lot of people come to us and they i do this loan i do that i do all the loans all, i'm just all like, all. like what do you do dude you know and but you, but you i'm here and I, I stay in my lane this is my lane yeah i'm good at it you know i know it um i'm good at it meaning like i, I know that i know the industry i know the product and i really do have a drive to serve small businesses yeah. You know, genuinely like that's a person on the other end of the phone that's trying to run a business, that's trying to run payroll, trying to support their family, trying to help their employees support their families. That's what I see. Right. So a lot of lenders aren't out there. A lot of companies in the, in the finance space, they're really just looking, I mean, they don't care about 
raking someone over the coals with cost. And the way our programs work is you get a buy rate. So, you know, cost of capital, and you can build in a couple of points over that. And it can be very, very lucrative. Um, but that's not my approach. My approach is like, do what works for the client, you know, do what makes sense for them, do what's going to make sense for me as a business owner to retain that relationship long-term. And so I think that is how I have been and will be successful. People can sense that people know that. And over time, if you establish a relationship and you're giving them good pricing on a product and they know, or maybe if they don't know, they get, they, they're getting a good product. They might shop somewhere else, which has happened to me. I've had my clients like shop around and they'll come right back like, okay, well, you really are, you know, giving me the best option. So what are, do you ever present multiple options? I try and, um, depends on what they're looking for. Sometimes I do. But I don't shotgun typically yeah, because I know where I'm going, you know? Okay. Because you already know what that lender wants. Typically, yeah. Yeah. So if the client, you know, asks for a dollar amount, I might go to one or two different funding sources if there are similar underwriting guidelines to see who's going to give, you know, the closest match to what the merchant's looking for. But yeah, yeah, typically not. Typically not. So, but in your mind, I guess maybe you're not giving the, the, the client options side by side, but when you get the portfolio, you've got multiple options. Correct. What di- what dictates to you one lender to the next? Why would you go to one lender to the next? Uh, let's say sure. they both take the eight, that, it's, let's say 750 credit score. Yeah. Great credit, great credit report. They got income. Why one lender over the next? So one lender might offer longer terms. One lender might offer a line of credit as an ancillary product that will, they'll make available to the merchant. So if it's a very strong file, like you mentioned, like 700, 750 credit, there's a couple lenders I'll go to that I'll compare um, depending on what the merchant wants. But if I know specifically like, hey, I need 50 grand and you know I want a year term, that'll, I'll just go to the one that I have the largest portfolio with. And those are the ones that you have, the relationships that you've built with over time. How, how, many, how many loans do you typically bring to a particular lender it really varies uh so i think like what i would call tier two and tier three lenders which are for business owners with challenge credit that's going to be the, the majority of the loans that i do yeah mm-hmm. um and so it can be anywhere from 40 to 50 per year and a lot of these i can understand that because businesses when they start i mean they beat up their credit yeah in order to get this <laughs> company going yeah and this company couldn't have got going without me beating up my credit right yeah and a lot of times to sustain too like a lot of business owners they're you know so like you know everything bad stuff rolls downhill right sure so everybody in industry is slow pay right now everybody's slow pay that trickles downhill so you have these business owners that are waiting to get paid whether it be a construction company who's waiting to get paid and the people above them the construction company like they can't get supplies so they can't build right it just all trickles downhill so these people are utilizing their personal credit. They'll max out their business credit, and then they're utilizing their personal credit yeah. to, to, to keep the business afloat and keep it alive. And so that, that, that happens a lot. Do you ever deal in the, um, probably not, but the credit card stacking 0% space? No. Have, you, have you ever heard of that? No. Or, there's like these business credit cards. There's that like balance transfers where you can get. And any personal, I don't touch anything. You do the business loans. Only business, correct. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might counsel somebody. So what's cool also about having credit, access to credit, is I can counsel somebody like, hey, if you do this, this, and this, this might improve your credit. 
Sure. So my goal is, you know, if someone has really poor credit and they're, they're borrowing money and taking, you know, cash advances or whatever, we'll get them started, get their business going, pay down some of that personal debt, right? Yeah. Take the debt off of them, right? To clear out that debt. Their credit score improves. I'll take them to a better lender and then eventually to like an SBA, you know, bank loan type deal. That's, yeah. that's the goal is to graduate them up and away from those, you know, short-term nasty sure. expensive programs. Expensive. Yeah. 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 And so, so by default, actually as a business, I don't know how smart that is, but it, they'll need me less and less if I do that, right? Cash advances renew every three to four months. We're like, you know, a tier one lender, I won't see that client again for six to 18 months, right? Yeah. Bank loan, I might never see him again, right? So but, that's the goal. Yeah, I mean, as silly as it sounds, yeah, that's... that's the, the goal, goal is goal. to never see the client again. Yeah. Just, right? <laughs> yeah, I want to help them, right? Get to a better place. That's right. Even at the expense of the business, yeah. So at first, when you had adopted our technology, how easy was it for you to implement? It was easy, actually, yeah. It was very, very easy. Yeah, very easy. So I got contacted. I, got on, I was onboarded. Um, they set up my portal. They walked me through how to utilize a portal and read the data as you guys. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ready to present it? Format? Thank it? you. Yes, format. <laughs> <laughs> yes, how to read the data as you guys uh, format it. Sure. Um, and it was seamless. It was easy. And then, again, um, being able to go back and, like, pull old uh, files that I pull. Let's yeah. see. Let me, let me word that. Being able to access files that I've previously run credit on in the portal is also really helpful because I can say like, Hey, you're here. If we need to run it again, Hey, now you're here. Right. So being able to track that's helpful too. What's the most important thing of a softball when you run a report? Is there any key piece that's like, this is, this is right where I go to in the file. The first thing I looked at is the first thing I look at is their overall score. Sure. Um, so, so if a client isn't in the business loan space, right? A lot of the times we have solar, uh, customers, I mean, dentists, uh-huh. let's say they wanted to get a business loan and contact Bruce Pitts. Yeah. How do they do that? Uh, 8675309. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The best way to contact me is going to be uh, direct phone or, or email or through the website. Uh, well, let's give it to them. www.arisebfs.com. Or call me at 888-507-6151. There you go. We'll have the contact details in the description, whether you're watching on Spotify or YouTube or even on our website. Check out the description so you can get Bruce's contact information in the event that your company needs some small business funding. Cool. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Main Course Podcast, and we look forward to speaking with you again. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the main course for straight to the point business insights.